Hello, and welcome to the Lost Lake Farmer Podcast. It is Tuesday, December 14th, at about 10 after 6. And you're finding me today, this evening, in the cheesery, which is what we call our creamery or cheese plant or whatever the all the other terms are, but we call it a cheesery. Because we don't make butter or separate cream or anything, so creamery doesn't fit. And I just don't like the sound of cheese plant. Even though that's the, the legal that's what the that's what it says on the paperwork from the state. But at any rate I am making a batch of feta cheese today. Cow's milk feta, of course, because we have cows. And so it is our, it is not a traditional Greek uh, feta, um, especially considering the identity protection of that cheese type. Uh, requires it to be made in Greece. But this is our take on that style of cheese. That style being a um, brine aged cheese. So ours is also pretty different than most of the feta cheese you would find in the grocery store here in the United States. And I would say much more delicious um, of course. So right now I am doing what I call hooping, which is essentially I am scooping um, the curds out of the cheese vat into the molds. So I use, for this cheese, I use um, camembert molds. Um, I mean, that's what they're designed for, but they, they work for this purpose. Um, we try not to spend extra money on, on extra cheese-making equipment, so we kind of have modified different things to fit multiple cheese types rather than doing the proper method or using the soccer tools. And in a lot of cases, I don't even know what the proper tools are because I never re really learned the proper way of making cheese because I just kind of learned from books and did a lot of experimentation and took a lot of notes so that I could repeat what I was making, hopefully. So, um, I was thinking I would go through roughly the, or briefly, I should say, the the stages that this of making this cheese. Um, so this morning I transferred the milk from the bulk tank um, through to the other room because 
the artisanal make room is in the same building as the milking parlor and the um, milk room where the milk is stored. Um, we have two door separation and we do not use the same footwear or usually even the same clothes to go in those, um, especially the parlor. Um, we do have to go in the milk room sometimes. Um, but at any rate, um, so I transferred the milk and that goes into the vat pasteurizer and it immediately starts heating up to get pasteurized. Um, pasteurization, we do a vat pasteurization, which means it um, goes to 145 degrees Fahrenheit for 30 minutes. And then I cool the milk back down to 90 degrees. Then I add culture, which is a, I use a, a freeze-dried cultured mix that is called Floridanica. As I couldn't tell you the exact species, but it's a, a mix of different um, mesophilic um, agriculture bacteria. Mesophilic meaning they they like medium temperatures, um, at least as defined by the dairy community. Um, so I add that, let it sit on the top of the milk for five minutes, then I stir it in, and then I let it come to life and start fermenting for a um, little bit under an hour. And then I added uh, calcium chloride, which is just a salt solution um, and, and salt, not salt, and rennet. Um, and for this cheese, I use a microbial rennet that is generally classified as vegetarian, although it is not made from vegetables, but it does not come from an animal. Um, and then I let it sit for an hour and it thickens up almost like jello. And then I cut the curd into little cubes and then I stirred it for half an hour. Um, and then I let the curd settle to the bottom for an hour. And then I drained all the way off. And then I started pooping, which is what I'm doing now. So that's the basic overview of, well, that's how most cheeses, most of my cheeses are made with the, the exact times and temperatures and, and things, and culture mixes will, will vary, depending on the cheese type. So you're getting a bit of a cheese making soundscape here. And, 
because I have my AirPods in and I'm leaning into the vat and grabbing a, essentially a pitcher full of pigs out of the vat. Um, so these, um, the curds will sit in these molds, which are, um, let's see, I think they're about, they're five inches high and three and a half inches in diameter. I think that's what they are. I can't remember exactly. Uh, and, uh, they're open on each end. So just a, a straight cylinder with open ends. Um, and I have them sitting on little plastic mats with, with little perforated holes in them um, so that the whey can drain out the bottom. And they also have little holes drilled in the sides of the, of the molds. Um, and it's on a draining table um, where the, the whey can drain off and drips into a bucket. And so they'll sit on this table overnight. And that whole time, the the bacteria from the starter culture will continue to ferment the milk sugars and that means as they're fermenting the the ph will drop it will get more acidic or sour and then tomorrow morning i will come in and i will take the well and the other thing that that happens is that the um the curds all knit together into, into a wheel and they'll settle to about half half the height of the of the molds um and um so I'll, I'll take them out of the molds in the morning and then i will sprinkle some salt on each side and that slows down as the salt goes in that slows down the the fermentation so we're kind of trying to slow down the, the acidification and um, doesn't stop it completely but it slows it down considerably um, and then I'll generally leave them on the table for a day sometimes two um, and I'll usually try and flip them over uh, twice a day during that time uh, just so that they're getting dried out evenly on the on the surface and then and then I will put them into buckets filled with a light brine and they will sit in those buckets for a minimum of six weeks before they are ready to be eaten so that is how I make feta cheese here at Lost Lake Farm. Thank you for listening today. And we'll talk tomorrow.